It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I just lost you guys. Are you alive? Yep, we're, we're here. Sorry, I, I lost my. I lost my uh... Okay, well, we, we start with the hi. Hi, hi, everyone. I can see you now. We have a pre-show. I'm, I've been out bike riding, so my, my face looks all red. This is why I look like going to exercise, which is, you know, rare. Yeah, I, I went walking in the park yesterday. It was a foreign experience, and I'll never do it again. Go ahead, Russ. <laughs> so as we're speaking today at 1.13, which is on time for us, um, <laughs> on the bus path, WrestleMania 36 – is still a go. Now, here's the update I have for you, and I wrote about it on Sportsology, but I went to Ticketmaster yesterday. You could still buy tickets, so they're not sold out, but they're still selling them, which is crazy. So, and I yesterday I tweeted out that P.T. Barnum would be proud. Um, so we hear little rumblings out of Tampa that, well, they're going to shut it down if Vince McMahon doesn't shut it down, but Vince McMahon hasn't shut it down. So I came up with an alternate storyline to the that he can tonight on Monday Night Raw. And there wasn't a wrestler once, Mike Rotunda, who played IRF, Erwin R. Scheister. And I said, you have him come in and have him be CDC. And you have him come in and give Triple H, you know, whatever move you want, whatever you want. Swinging that breaker, suplex, whatever you want his move to be, and do the same to Vince McMahon. And then you shut it down. You shut down WrestleMania. You you. Get points of a sign, the sign falls and breaks, smash into a million pieces, and you say WrestleMania is now postponed. And that's, to me, that's as much as we're probably going to get out of the WWE since they can't seem to act like a real business and put out like a real notice to say, hey, we're postponing this because we care about your health. It is kind of crazy, Anthony. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think it should even require that, but, you know, it is the it is athletic theater, as we call it. Well, it, you know, we do know that Donald Trump is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, so maybe we can stage some sort of coup and, 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 uh, and, and you know, make sure that Vince McMahon doesn't put the show on. But it's an early April event, and at this point, how could the business not actually announce that it's canceled? Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, I don't get it at all. I mean, well, no. I mean, are they going to hand? Are they going to? Are they going to hold it with no fans? No, they'll probably postpone it and say it'll be at a different date. They could do it with no fans. Could could could, could it be that Vince is holding on to the money until he absolutely necessarily has to refund it, and he's he's gathering the interest on a daily basis? To- it is possible. It's, I'm sure that's exactly what it is. It is possible, Mike. And but all of these things, it's like I made up this ridiculous storyline because this is actually a real business. This is actually a business that's on the stock market that has stockholders. And to me, every other reasonable sport or sport, whatever you want to call it, has acted the right way, right? They've all canceled it, they've already put out plans, they've already talking about what the new plans are. This is the only one that is not talking about what they're going to do other than just have their 
TV shows not be in front of audiences. That's the only thing that's different. And it's like, you know, I, I just hope that at some point tonight they actually do make a real announcement. But if they did it the way I said it, I would just say that's the WWE, and I guess that's the way you get it. It's the most absurd thing. It really is. It's, it's you know, just like it's just it's it's amazing that we're even discussing. It. I mean, honestly, it's like. Uh, it does bring up like a whole lot of interesting things. Uh, something hockey related. So we'll still do in this show. But I had a question for you guys about the playoffs and stuff like that, which we'll bring up and how they're going to do that or how they could possibly. Do what I I heard something today that is kind of interesting. So uh, we may have a little bit of news. You know, whatever. Well, we can talk about them what the NHL released in terms of the players and allowing them to go back home and the effect that that might have. I mean, I I have my I, I wrote about it this morning. I can I have my own opinion. This, you know, with, with the. I mean, we'll start the show here, but I mean, yeah, let's start the show from here and we'll go from there. Okay, cool. All right, ready? Let's go. Hello, Hockey World. It's Monday, March 16th, 2020. I'm Michael Lagello, and I'm almost sick of watching reruns of Law and Order. <laughs> I'm Anthony Mangione from Sunrise Philly Magazine. Russ Cohen, Sportology.com, still writing and landscaping. Going to bake tonight, too. And selling a book. Book. Yeah, yeah, and I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. Russ's book, Baseball's Best Rookies. <laughs> be delivered. Never pass up another out soon, Anthony. I'll have that in like two days, and I'll be pouring that out. Thank you. Yes. Of course. The delivered is free to your home. Um, so, yeah, so I hope you guys are all safe out there and hope everything's doing – everybody's doing okay. It's, it's I know we um, – if you're not watching us, then it's just kind of insulting that we can't get your attention for one hour right now. Well, well we are, <laughs> should be, we are you should be able to get your attention for one hour, basically, right now. You we sound are, like a mother now. We are the only show in town because I I, I was surprised Hockey Central uh, was not on NHL Network today and not on the radio. So Really? Yes. Maybe we should go to noon. Let's let's do that. Let's go to noon then. I always didn't want to go against them, but I think since people are used to watching hockey at noon, let's go to noon from now on. I mean, it might be a one-day thing. I'm not sure. Tomorrow we'll do real noon. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do. Actually, start at noon on time. But uh, yeah, we um, no, we're happy to happy to see you all for and thank you all for coming. It's it's interesting. Like I've gotten, I don't know, more um, social interaction with Twitter and and Instagram than I've ever gotten. Like recently, it's just I, people are definitely home and looking for stuff to do. And um, I said to him, I was trying to describe the feeling. I think we're all like, it's all this so so bizarre. You know, everybody's just walking around outside. Um, the whole family being together, you know, the whole, all the time, which is, which is fun. But, you know, as I'm like the entertainment type guy that I've got to make sure everybody's happy in the house. I've got to turn that off because I'm making myself nuts. You know, like I'm trying to make my kids, I'm like, are you guys having fun? You guys having fun? Let's do this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, eventually I'm going to just burn myself out completely. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> cool. Did you do that too, Anthony? Oh, trust me. I'm for me right now. I mean, my, my kids have, uh, their school has at home that they're doing virtual learning at home. So they oh, actually have a curriculum. They actually have, they're taking a little break now, but I've been basically, you know, principal teacher and everything this morning and had to get them out. Oh, yeah. of the house. <laughs> some air. It's like hard to describe what it feels like. I said, it feels like our house has been transported to someplace else. Like that's the best I can describe it. Like, it feels like, you know, like, like we've like a time, like we've shifted back to like 1978. Um, our whole house and neighborhood because I mean, and I was trying to explain to kids, I mean, we didn't have, we, this is kind of what life was like a little bit more, you know, like we didn't have, but you know, save the Netflix and all the stuff that they can watch. Obviously. You're basically saying our life sucked before 
2000. No, we just, no, we just, no, we just we had, had a lot of time on our hands. We had to be more creative. We had to basically had to be. many choices. So I always feel like, you know, that we now are able to, you know, we had, a, you know, imaginations like you're, mm-hmm. you're like you tweeted, like you tweeted this morning, Russ, about doing whatever, dead man on a bike, whatever the hell that yeah. was this morning. You know, I'll explain started, that. Hold on. I'll explain you, that. You need to explain that to everybody. For the was a fat man in a little coat for no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> there was a tweet out there that said, like, what was something great that you did as a kid? And they probably should have put great in parentheses. So one of the things was, yeah, you had this dead man bike ride. I had a big tree in front of my house. And what you did was like with your 10 speed, we all had 10 speeds at that point. You basically ride your 10 speed with no hands, right? You go as fast as you can. You grab the branch from this older tree that's probably like three feet higher than what you are on the bike. So you can reach it. You grab the branch and you just let your bike go down the block unattended as a dead man ride. And so we used to do that. And we stopped doing that when my brother slipped and he fell back first on the ground. And he's fine. He's never been hurt from that. He's but, fine. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was great up to that point. Sounds like the beginning of It's a Wonderful Life. Dr. Life. Fine, Dr. Howard. Dr. <laughs> this no. is what we do in Massapequa, guys, for fun. Yeah. Yep. Right. I, I'm, I'm the kid that when I when I did that did that with my with my 10 speed, I rode it without without holding the handles. I hit a rock and went as far as you know. I burned my entire. The one that was worse. You want to know what was worse? We used to have an above ground pool, and we saw the movie Rollerball with James Conn. If you remember that movie, oh yeah. So what we did was we would start a, a tidal wave in the pool. You basically you know you go the opposite direction and you get the current going, right? And we had a basketball court in the pool, like a basket. And so when we when we had the wave going the right way, we would start playing and you could only swim in the same direction as the way the water was going. And basically it was all holds, no holds barred to score. We had teams, so you could grab somebody by the head, you could dunk them, whatever. And that was great until one day, some guy got a bloody nose and I think my dad saw it or whatever, and he's bleeding in the pool and that ended that game. But that, that was, was that. Couple good couple weeks. All fun and games till someone loses something. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right, let's talk about fun and games. Meanwhile, fun and games—the game, the sport that we love, the sport that we cover, the reason the four of us would ever talk to each other at all. Right. Hockey. Um, <laughs> the and <laughs> the only reason I would ever speak to each other. Let's get to know how you feel, anyhow. At least that's how I feel. You know, um, I mean, you guys might feel you guys might like me for other reasons, but I only like you guys because. Nah. Of <laughs> um, all right, so. The, uh, I, I was listening today to the um, to, to the radio, and then I, I got I made me I heard them talk about you know how they're going to maybe come back like you know like the NBA now NBA is at least a month off the NHL hasn't said that yet the NHL is you know usually has been followed suit I think that you know the CDC comes out you know two months with less than fifty people that's a big deal I think that plays into everything for sure well so, yeah. you know that could think and, and and you know I talked to somebody there and you know not at the CDC but. Talk to somebody who works at Merck, who is in touch. Because we, I basically live in a suburb of Merck right here, which is a right. big pharmaceutical. So everybody around, everybody that I know that lives on my street works for Merck except for me. So I played yeah. on their softball fields. Okay. Yeah. okay, there you go. Are they nice? Yes, they're very nice. It's a country. Merck's a country. Um, it's got its own. I'm a, so I'm in a suburb of it. So talking to people at Merck and they, you know, people at CDC, they all say that you know that that two month thing is definitely you know smart. What they should do. Um, but they question whether or not it could be shortened. And there's just, there's starting to be a thought that, you know, you, you would definitely would, you should throw out larger numbers and come back versus smaller numbers and go out. Like, you know, the end like people saying we're going to go off for two weeks and then we're going to miss six weeks. 
it's let's just say we're going to miss two months and then maybe we miss six weeks that would be better to like say okay we could do that and it was five, um, it was 500 three days ago and now it's 50. right right so i mean there's all different kinds of things and, and it, no one knows you know it, and the, the idea is we just have to stay away from each other which is you know which fortunately we we can all do and i enjoy yeah, so, I have no problem staying away from you guys. No, I have no no problem staying away from anybody. Honestly, that's how I feel. Um, so okay, so <laughs> I've, made, I've made it a life's practice. I'm such an extrovert. Um, okay, so the NHL when they do come back though, and Russ and I had this interesting kind of discussion on on um, chatting the other day. We were talking about you know when they come back, how they would maybe do it. And I had talked to somebody at the Flyers, and they they had told me that they could play games at the skate zone, like actual NHL games. Um, and as opposed to, cause it really doesn't make any sense if you're not going to, if, if you're going to come back and not play to people, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense financially to open up the Wells Fargo center and do it. Right. Like you, you can, you can, as long as you can put, as long as you can put a camera in place, a couple mm -hmm. cameras in place and film the thing so you can broadcast the TV, obviously, um, it, it would be more interesting. They think more exciting for the players to like have, do it like a men's hockey league, essentially find your local rink. Um, and you know, that has like, that has some stands in it that, that, that the media I'm assuming would, maybe they would let the media sit in or something like that, you know, and there's little bleachers that they have at all the, at all the, at all the high soccer rinks around the neighborhood and play the games there in, you know, where, play actual games there. I give you um, the only downside when the NHL just came out with the statement that said they're going to have a training camp. They're hoping to have it in 45 days. Right. For me, that denoted, they're not giving up the regular season. Yeah. To me is ridiculous. They should give up the regular season and so my thought is, why why would I have the team play at the skate zone if they're going to have a regular season? Like, well, if you're going to have obviously, obviously, if you're able to have people, that's pointless, right? But right. if you're not able, if you're able to, if you're not going to play in front of anybody, opening up the Wells Fargo Center and doing it there well, is incredibly expensive, and it's just yeah. kind of it kind of like you know you're not you're not getting any money. You don't involved with that. I, I there's something to that. Eck. I, I agree. Well, the yeah. forty-five days—that makes sense. But if if they're waiting the forty-five days, which then again it's longer for the season to occur, I have to believe they're going to think they could open the Wells Fargo and not do that. My whole thing is, why are they intent on finishing the regular season? I think that's the biggest problem here. Because because I think what's what's going on here, their their intention in terms of the regular season is you've got teams that have played sixty-eight games and teams. Okay. No, I, I I know on that. But let me let me let me finish my point. Uh, mm -hmm. That they that for for the sake of quote fairness to get everybody to the same amount of games so they can have a sixteen team playoff. Well, I think you're wasting time. Why don't I'm you just right. expand the playoffs to twenty to twenty four teams and 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 do it that way? Now, do, do, do they think that that's bastardizing the season? Well, I'm sorry. Right now, the, the, with the exigent society has been bastardized. Hot news flash. Right. Yeah. There's no like. There's no. I think season is a good season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we're not. I mean, I, I think that I think it comes down to money. I think that's all it comes down to. I think that they want to. I mean, they don't want to give money back. I mean, they have these these teams. They've already spent the season ticket money that they've gotten for these games, right? So obviously, they could. All they'll do is, you know, you're never. They're never going to see a check. They're going to be like, oh, you know, we'll apply it towards next year or whatever. That's right. what will happen. But um, to be fair, Eck, all right, let's just take a market like Ottawa. If they come back. How many fans are really going to want to go to games at this point? There's well, nothing Ottawa, they're out, of, out of it, no matter what, Russ. That's who's the thing. Gonna, it's got to be a, who's showing up in Buffalo. Nobody. Yeah, 
No, I, I, I mean, I, I listen. No, I, I don't There's know. No people, point. I, I mean, think when people are freed not. from their prisons, from their home prisons, people are going to go nuts. I think people are going to want to go out and do anything they can. And if it's if if they feel like I it's safe, agree. I still think they're hell. They're already going nuts. You got idiots. You got idiots in Buffalo and other cities who uh, who yesterday for St. Patty's Day were ignoring the, the the public pronouncements of not gathering, and you had people getting loaded on green beer. Yeah, so, but that's because it was St. Patty's Day. That's I mean, a lot of a lot of so everybody's making all this all this hell about you know that it's going to be too hot. To, it's not too hot for ice in June, July, and August. It's I mean, just, but it, it I mean it's costly. It's not great. Hot. It's not great, but rem, it's, it's not costly. wonderful. But remember, yeah. LA and Vegas have teams. It's hot there all the time. No, Tampa, no, no. But well, Brian, Miami. Yeah, Brian Burke pointed out it costs a quarter of a million dollars to get that machine in there with all the tubes. Yeah, yeah, to the, the the dehumidifiers, and I've seen right. that in person when. And even when, then, it's still it, it's still the ice is sluggish. Yeah, when when the Marlies when the Marlies yeah, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be fantastic. When the Marlies won the Calder Cup two years ago, and I was on the ice at the end of, at the end of a seven game series, the, the ice was like a sponge. It was that it was that soft. And I think that this, but I but here's what I think about that. I think this plays more into my concept of playing it in small practice rinks because. Uh, it is easier to keep a small practice rink in you know, the right humidity, in the right temperature, than it is a stadium. I'm not because again, depending on how far it's in, you got the doors. I mean, you do have two layers of doors, especially for, let's say we're using Boris for example. Yeah. Right? You got the main doors that come in and out, mostly yeah. mostly sliders, and then you got the second level. But it, the ice is right at that level. Right. And if you're at the arena, the the rink is down a little bit. Yeah. That's my yeah. only concern is that you're right on level, warm air, and you're hitting the ice. I just, I'm not sure. No, I mean it, it's going to be tricky. I mean, it, I mean, you could be looking at something like the. I heard, for example, I heard this. This is another thing I heard today when I was talking. I was kind of spitballing with this this guy from the NHL, and he he's in New York, and he said, "Listen, you know the Devils have that great practice rink. Like they have a really nice practice rink." Um, I've been there. I, I saw the Isabel Cup there. Right, you know, it's it's a it's a it's what it seats. I don't know, a couple. It seats like a thousand, maybe. That's it. Yeah, but it's nice, um, and it's new, and it's got a lot of new equipment, stuff like that. I mean, that's a place that, like, the Rangers, Islanders. If if you're not having if you're not having any fans, the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils could all play there. Um, That was the concept that he that he brought up. I know, but a place like that, you find you find the best ranks around that are, you know, with the best newest systems that can, that can, cause I've, I mean, I play open hockey in the summer and it's not hard. I'm playing pretty good ice sometimes. It's not always horrible. Okay, but I'm going to just tell you that going back to old things, like when the Rangers shared MSG with the Americans and everything else, the Rangers won't share with anybody they're <laughs> gonna do it at their rink or they're not going to do it. Like I'm just telling probably you. Probably will do it at their rink. Are they, they going to hold the Stanley Cup final at the Ford Performance Center? I mean, no, they can't do it. I mean, if you're doing that, then there's no point in bringing back these other teams right. because you're not recouping money for for your lost tickets anyhow. That way, playing scenario might work best then because at least you right. know. Just go straight yeah, to that. I mean, it's more, it's more like, you know, yeah, to me, you don't have to bring back this. To me, this, I'm 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 kind of like in my mind, the most the most likely thing is as much as everybody <laughs> wants it to happen a different way. Good. I it, want to point out Anthony did the right kind of cough there. Thank yeah, you. Yes. Otherwise, all of you would have know my, my what my wife does for a living. If I do it any other way, you do <laughs> talking to you right now. Right now. <laughs> we haven't we have we haven't figured out yet whether you can get coronavirus from watching YouTube, but we think you're okay. Um, so the the the, the one concept to me is like 
I mean, I this, the most likely scenario in my mind is that we get it's March right now. Okay, so we're going to go through March. Nothing's going to happen. Obviously, March is only three more weeks or two more weeks. I think we're going to go through all of April too with nothing happening. Right. And I, I think I think the playoffs will start in May. Well, and I think okay. that and I don't think there will be. I don't think they will play any of the rest of the regular season. I think this I is. Agree. A, I think May is going to be it. I think that's their dream, but I think they're going to sit there and they're going to say mid-May we're going to go to the playoffs. I think the playoffs will be shortened. Well, the release that the NHL put out today, I mean, the, about allowing players to go back home and self-quarantining for 14 days. I mean, if you read between the lines, what it, what it's saying is because the CDC released the eight-week window they want to come back for a a bridge training camp 14 or 15 days before the 60-day window so they basically want to have the intention right now as though as yeah as of now that is i agree with you mike that is running at may 15th that is their intention i don't i just don't think that logically is going to happen um i think that sending the players home is is nothing because honestly what they're what they're doing there is they're sending the players who live in hotels home basically i mean all right. players who live in homes are fine but a lot of guys you know like i can right. tell you they like, um, hotels they share yeah, like the written house in philly um that hotel there's three guys that live there if you're if you're three flyers that live there if you're a if you're living there you know if you're living in a hotel it's not safe right now like you're you're you, you that's not quarantining yourself enough really because you got to go out to get food. too many people you got to have like you don't necessarily so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to go into homes where they have the most you know amenities and stuff like that where they'll be safer where they'll be quarantined better okay so for example that so do we trust as an example tony d'angelo to stay on a 14-day quarantine at home is that real <laughs> You know, it's, it's like, obviously it's not I mean, yeah, making a political statement here, Ross. That that's what we feel with everybody. I mean, it's like, like me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's just it's unrealistic to think they're all going to do that like good boys. Like, how do you? I mean, we all have to trust each other right now. It's all we can do because it's like, right? I mean, you know, eventually, like you have to get gas or something like that, or you have to you have to touch a gas tank, or you have to you know go to a Wawa or pick up milk or something like that. Yeah. Where ev- and everybody that you can't tell me that you're not going to run into somebody gonna, who's been exposed. Somebody who's exposed to it. It's just impossible. Right. Are we going to go on Instagram in two weeks and see Michael Delzato somewhere other than home? I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to say probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but what, what is risky here? And they, they did say, you know, they, some of these players are allowed to get, go back to their home countries with, right. the, with the shutdown of travel to Europe. That's the thing. How okay? First of all, how are they getting back unless they're taking a cruise, uh, and and then and then then thirty days down the road, how are they coming back from Europe? I mean, more than likely, these players are not going back to their home country. I don't think they're going. I don't think with fourteen days, you're not going back to Europe. I mean, it's like what they'll they're going they're going to live with live with a teammate somewhere probably. Probably. Yeah. If they're not in a hotel, they're going to live with a teammate around here. You know, they're going to they're going to go. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Russ, apparently went to Cabo. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I mean, I you know, I got. I, I mean, really I, do. I mean, but let's say you stop all that. You think you're stopping hockey players from getting takeout at Chipotle? That's an impossibility. Yeah, that's the problem. Having like like having food delivered to you or whatever. Like, I, you know, that, that is that safer than not going to get enough places that are shutting down though right now because we're having that now in terms of that's one. Yeah, you know, offering takeout. Most are mine are well, here. Restaurants are, and it's and it, I already I read off the tw- I think I read off the tweet to you guys already before pre-show. Hold on. Um, that was the announcement for Philadelphia. Yeah. 
And that was one second. So I'm bringing it up here. That text to my wife because she's in town today. It says the city of Philadelphia at 5 p.m. today will order all non-essential businesses shut down. And on Wednesday, we'll shut down all non-essential city services, according to Council Member Maria Quinones uh, Sanchez. Philly Mayor Administrative officials just told other electives a plan on conference call. Yeah. So they might have, again. You, they're, they're they're the government's basically making it. Okay, but as an example, the great question is: Will you be able to get beer? That's what my wife wants to know. Will you be able to get beer? Will you be able to get wine? Again, it's a super. Like Montgomery, acne, right? If you have an acne or a place like that, they do sell. I mean, that's maybe. I'm in Montgomery County here, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, which is they shut it. Which I no, but the wine places are still open right now. No, no, they're supposed to be getting shut. There were four that were shut down, and I'd expect by it should be pretty soon that most of the rest of which we're probably going to see a run on of people. But they're going to say essential. Like you're going to be able to still go on your car and get takeout from Dunkin' Donuts. You're still going to be able to all those things. You're still going to be able to get gas. Tom, Thomas Boyle brings up something in the chat that uh, might be a game changer in terms of the playoffs, and that's the U.S. Canadian border. I, I I have somebody that I that is a Facebook friend, uh, uh, yeah, Facebook friend who is a Canadian citizen, but goes to uh, but lives yeah. in the U.S. and goes to Canada. And when he came back from visiting, I think relatives or something like that, he was told he had to self quarantine for fourteen days because he went into Canada for a couple hours. Now, I mean, obviously that's going to have an effect on me when it comes to covering leaf games. If they're, you know, in this, in this window right now of 60 to 90 days. And I don't know if it, that's even going to be possible, but how will teams get back and forth if they will not allow people to cross the borders? They'll have an agreement. They'll say they've been self quarantined and you'll see teams will be allowed where regular people won't be. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I mean, I, what kind of a playoffs are we going to have? You know, like that's the big question too. Like if, okay, so say we come back just for the playoffs and if we, and, and somehow we do it based on, I guess we'd have to do it based on win percentage. It's the only way they could really do no, it. That, I don't think they're doing that. No, I, what I think that what I think they're going to do is, you know, say the top, the top three teams in each division are going to, are going to get in and they will have an, ex, they, they will eliminate any complaint from any team that was two or three points out of a playoff spot by expanding the playoffs right. to say 20 to 24 teams and have like a, either a best of three or even a, a two game series where they don't have to travel and it's total goals or something like that. I've heard that proposal before where they, it'll at least be fair. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be a one-game play-in for the two that are sitting outside the wild card, and then that whoever wins the play-in then is in the playoffs, and then they'll seed the playoffs. That's what I think they're going to do. Here's why I don't think they do that because why would you, if it, it depends if if you're I get that that makes sense and that's fair, but also if are you going to bring the entire organization? I mean, it's not just, you're bringing back players, coaches, all this stuff for one game, like for some of those situations. You know what I mean? Like you're bringing back. Yeah, you're going to do it. Yes, for one game. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I think that that's risky. I think it depends on depends on. We don't know where we're going to be with this thing. Well, they're going to have a training camp. So what's risky? Yeah, but that's what I mean. You don't have to, you don't have to have a training camp if you if you just eliminate if you just go to eight teams in each conference right no, now. No, and those are the only teams. They will have a training camp. Yeah. That's the problem. They will not risk the liability of coming back cold going right, right into a know, they'll have a training camp but i'm just saying that i'm just saying you only have to have 16 teams in your train and have training camps you don't need to have like if you, you have that right now that's the case what i hope that's the case well but, the, but this is but, this is this is the thing if the nhl right now is saying we're going to go out and do our utmost to have a regular season 
then you know that there are probably dissenters among the 31 teams right now that say, I'm a point out of the playoffs. I don't deserve to miss the playoffs because I'm a point out when you had to shut things down. So the only way around that, if you don't have a regular season, which I don't think is going to be possible, is by expanding the playoffs to cover those teams. They want at least the opportunity to advance. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think they're going to bring back the playoffs to play to empty stands. I no. don't think that'll be the plan. I think they will because I, I, think, I think they will. I think they will because they're because they have there's money involved in it for, yeah. for NBC advertising and, and pro and, and yeah, there's, there's there's money involved in it and there's no sense not to like it it, it in a way it's almost like well, they could even come back and say we're doing this for you for the fans you know like because we know that you're all bored but out of your mind. You know, you're going back on what you said earlier that they don't want to have refunds. They'll have tons of refunds then from from gate. They're going oh, no, to they don't. Um, well, what it's what's difficult about this is we're talking in all different kinds of scenarios. You know, like no, it, but it, I mean, it, let's talk simply. You're talking about if they play to no fans, then they people who bought tickets will get refunded. Like I don't think they want to do that. Actually. No, they don't want to do that. They're, they're going to be. They're not going to have a choice. That's going to be forced upon them one way or the other. They're either going to be able to do for the playoffs too. You realize it's not just the regular season. Oh, I know, but they, they've already. I know, and that I money. Whatever what will happen that. is what's happened before. Is they'll just like they'll just I take mean, keep your money and they'll put it towards next year. Which right. Is like, I mean, for season ticket holders, yes, they can do that. For for people who bought individual game tickets, they're they, going to have to they, refund. They're going to have to refund them, but that, they're going to they're gonna have, to have to refund or give them vouchers for next year, and then then you know by some miracle there'll actually be people in the stands in florida instead of the flyers don't refund I, I the funny thing about the flyers is like i bought tickets some for some reason for something that got canceled for a flyers game or i got double charged and like that and i have had this chart like they, they call me and it's weird because i get calls from you know the obviously people at the flyers and then i'll get calls from the it'll come up philadelphia flyers and i don't know which it is so if it comes up philadelphia flyers it'll be like hi this is john in the ticket office right. you know you have a you have a you have $25 here. Do you want to buy a ticket to that? You know, like that kind of thing all the time. And I'm like, could you send me that money back? He's like, no, you just, it's not refundable, but yeah, I'm like, but you double charge me. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm a writer. You want me to write about what you're doing here? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. I mean, it, I think it, saving it, the TV contract is a last resort. Yes. Yeah. But I do think they want to have fans in the stands for the playoffs because otherwise then you're talking about a massive loss, not just a loss, they can live with the 17, whatever, how many home games are left for most teams? Five, six. They can weather that. But, but teams that have budgeted for the playoffs and were expecting to be in the playoffs and already sent out the playoff yeah. letters and everything, if they have to lose on that, that's going to cause yeah. a problem. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, that is going to cause a problem. But I think that you, if you're at a point where they, where somebody's, where they decide, okay, all these sports can only happen without fans, they're going to do that versus canceling the playoffs. Right, but so we that, but we have we have to talk in terms of you know like some well, Flyers fan in the chat room says you know this is all speculation why are you speculating and I'm like what else what are you gonna do, do? What else can you do? I mean I do have actual hockey news I could talk about because we'll get into some actual hockey news next but what I mean stuff like this this is what we this yeah. we're gonna speculate if you're gonna watch the show you're gonna see speculation from now and we're just, and I'm just running out of concepts just different different conceptual things. Which is what the NHL is doing, you know, because I talked to somebody today, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, they're they're throwing out all these different concepts too, like if this, then that type stuff, which is what they have to do. I mean, there's just a business. That's well, you realize, all right. So let's just say you're right, and those fans that did send in their playoff money gets rolled over into their season tickets next year. Well, then next year's revenue is going to be affected right out of the gate. Right. Where if you do it the other way, next year's revenue isn't affected out of the gate. Right. And well, I think. 
one way or another. I don't see. I don't think. I don't think they're a choice. Like they, there's no question. They want to play with fans. They may not have a choice. So it's like to me, they're going to happen. If they can, they're going to play with fans. But if they can't, they're going to still play. And so that what I was told, you know, and this is the options of still playing were kind of interesting to me. Like, okay, maybe we don't play in the major arenas because why would we do that? And that and that follow that follows Bettman's edict, you know, that essentially the one thing that we want to do, you know, by by any possibility, is award the Stanley Cup. Yeah, there has to be. He does does not want 2005 because of the lockout or 1919 because of the Spanish flu. He does not want the cup not handed out. So they're going to go to the to the nth degree to be able to get the season done. But if that means waiting until June. Then it means waiting until June. But but the, but he but the one thing he did say when he was making comments on Friday, he does not want to affect next season. He wants right. to be able to start next season's training camp on time and start the season in the at the first week of October like they normally do because it, it, then it has a domino effect. You can't right. put at a certain point there is a drop dead date. Yes. Yeah. No. There there is there is for sure, and I think that'll be pretty obvious. But I think they would they'll stretch it out pretty far and. They'll let they'll let this go into July and August um, to do that. And, and, I, and I, I apologize for using that term. I'm not talking about you know obviously we're, we're talking. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I mean the other thing that you have to take. We should have the Stanley Cup award to be as stratomatic, Drew. I appreciate that very much. I think that's a great idea. And our chat room says that, um, or we could do it via video. I mean that's what I'm doing here today. That's what I did. That's what I did. This what I did over the hockey night in Pennsylvania. I, I had know. thousands of people watching. It was really cool. Um, and I've got a simulator at home to a different game. I could do it, but I, here's what I also want to say though, is if you do it and they decide to go back and play in front of empty stands, but the NBA doesn't and major league baseball doesn't, and they're the only league doing it, that could be a bad look too. You have to remember if, if, if the other leagues aren't on board and they do it, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny involved with that. Yes. And, you know, now there's, there's news that somebody from the Vancouver organization um, tested positive for coronavirus. I heard that like one of the workers, not like a player, but one of the people that work for the well, had a, a sharks attendant do the same. I mean, that's, that's inevitable. That kind of stuff to me is inevitable that we're just, if we tested people, we'd find people at least find so many oh, more boy. people. There you yeah. go. Now, Tom, I said, told, I told Thomas to stop. And of course, he comes up with something that's very, very uh, pertinent. Uh, Thomas Boyle in the chat says uh, Tr- Justin Trudeau just announced border closing to non Canadians and non permanent residents. So okay. now that yeah. may be, that that's may be, now. That's that's now. Now. that may be, that may be uh, a 60 day. It may be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be permanent because. Well, well, no. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't think Canada to the world. Otherwise, you're talking to you're talking to the new Sabers blogger. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be very smart for Canada to totally isolate stuff for the rest of time. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would think for us we won't get a lot of good beer, but other than I that, feel, I feel suddenly unnerved that Canada is not an option for me. <laughs> like, like with the, now, it finally hit you, Eck. <laughs> no, like I've always, you know, with with what's happening down here, you know, with the government, I've always figured that Canada is an option for me at some point. Um, you know, I, I could work up there. I work in hockey. I'm sure I get a job. Um, I do have real NHL news. If let's you talk want. NHL news, Russ, while I, while I consider the fact that I'm stuck in America all of a sudden. Sure, yeah. Not, not even, I mean, in Warsaw, you're stuck in Upper Pennsylvania. But anyhow. Um, <laughs> Trumpsylvania. But go ahead and go on, continue. <laughs> well, you're not in Pennsylvania. You're just before that. Yeah. Anyhow, the New York Rangers signed Keandre Miller. Nobody cares. 
Well, that's something. Because I love the business is getting done. I love that someone's doing something. Thank so you. Right. And there's going to be a whole version of Twitter right there. Nobody, the, nobody cares me. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, Know anything? I let Russ talk. No, I love it. It's great. It's news. For crying out loud! It's real news. So thank God he's not going to go back to the University of Wisconsin. But these kinds of things now are going to take a different turn than in the past. As an example, he was going to be signed to an ATO and he would report it to Hartford. But now he's not. I I, sorry. Unless unless the world is ending, Mike, I'm going to continue to talk. So. He was going to go on an ATO to Hartford, but obviously there is no Hartford, right? Yeah, so, right. so now <laughs> other players like this that do sign, now yeah. you have to wonder what the team will do with them next year because if they start him in Hartford, they're probably going to leave him in Hartford. I don't think he's ready for that. So maybe he'll have to go back to the OHL team that has his rights because he can't go to college anymore, right? He's done with college. And maybe like, so the Saskatoon Blades are the team that has his rights. Maybe he goes there first. Because, again, now that the AHL season has been impacted, their teams are not going to get a look at these guys where they normally get four, five, six games to sort of decide where they are in their development. So now what we're talking about here is organizational development is now being affected because of these other leagues being shut down. So we're going to see more guys sign, but we're also maybe going to see – a few of them go back where you wouldn't have thought they would either. Yeah. Because now they're going to be unsettled. At least they would get some signing, signing their contracts, you know, the signing bonus or something of that nature. Uh, yeah. Just, just to update, because Thomas, I, I'm, I'm, I'm banning you from ever doing any breaking news because you only, <laughs> gave, you only gave half the story. So you should feel safe here. Uh, Can I pack the bags? Go. Can I get going? CT, CTV news reports, Canada, will close the border to those who are not Canadian citizens or permanent residents, their immediate families, or American citizens. So there you go. go. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you, Canada. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Here you go. Thank you. I feel much better now. <laughs> I, I, I feel that was just not a good feeling for a second there. So Tom, is wow. your band. <laughs> no, thanks for that news, Russ. I, mean, I, I, I appreciate that. I and do, um, more real news when we get it, because we need other news. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you guys about the – so I, I got some heat. My, I played my all-time Flyers versus all-time Penguins on, on the weekend, and I had like a double a back-to-back doubleheader. Okay. Um, so I had all-time Flyers versus all-time Penguins on Xbox, and that I made I made all these, created all these players, um, all-time all-time um, Canadians versus all-time Leafs. And uh, that was the second game of the doubleheader, which was fascinating because the Leafs shut them out four to nothing. Um, Turk Broda standing on his head. He was incredible in that game. He was absolutely amazing. So, um, so for my all-time flyers, I took a lot of heat though. I went and talked to Anthony about this. Like for my fourth line, because it's really tough to do. Like I, I, I had a rule that you know you had to play at least hundred games to be included. And at first, I didn't even put Peter Forsberg on my list. But then I realized that I have hundred games. Peter Forsberg probably gets on the list, as because he was. I think he was good enough as a flyer to do that. Like he had one year where he put in a serious number of points uh, for the Flyers, and. Um, but then your fourth line, like you get to like a situation of like Rod Brindamore or Rick McLeish, like tough, like tough questions you have to like ask. McLeish yourself. scored fifty goals, so right. But Rod Brindamore was a captain and a very and a, and a serious player as well for the Flyers for a very long time. That's a tough one. Isn't that, isn't that, 
I probably lean as much as I love Rod. I probably lean McLeish. You have to go McLeish. He's a way better scorer. Like at the end of the I, day, I need, I need that kind of push from my fourth, especially going up against the Penguins and the amount of players that the Penguins yeah. have in that offense. But you have to be able to match them offensively. And Rob was a very balanced player, but yeah. and maybe if this is a real actual game in this case, and you could strategically have him shut down. Yeah, which you could. I mean, I mean that, that's yeah. your argument. But again, if it's sort of a game where you're just trading blows left and right, I think McLeish's offensive blows. You need McLeish. Yeah, he's, a, he's a top five scorer in, in the history of the Flyers. Like I'm going to sit him. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I mean. All right. So then you. Then, so so now we go to Rob Brindamore versus Claude Giroux. Probably Giroux in this case. Well, where did you play Again, Offensively, you have to match up. Yeah, this is the thing I'm just looking for all time, you know. Where did you play Giroux? What was his? I played Giroux on right wing. So you played him as a winger. Yeah, I mean, he's been a right winger. Okay, you know what? I still have to take Giroux over Brendan Moore, then. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I and then, um, all right, so now Taki versus, versus Brendan Moore. Taki versus Brendan Moore. I'll take Brendan Moore over Taki. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That's where think in that case, yeah, that, that one I probably lean Brenda more. Um, and does Danny Briere play into this at all? Well, I mean, it depends who you're deciding against. We're staying with Brenda. We got Brenda Moore, so we're going Brenda Moore versus Briere because we're looking at our 12th forward now. All right, is this Danny Briere playoff numbers or is this Danny Briere as a flyer, just as a flyer? Then he doesn't get in if it's his playoff uh, numbers. If, if we're talking just playoffs in Briere, but I think overall right. career probably Brenda Moore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, it was a fascinating game, honestly. Like the, the game was, um, it was very high scoring. So then in goal, in goal, I had the situation for the Penguins of Barrasso versus uh, Marc Andre Fleury. Fleury. I don't know. I gave, I made, I had Barrasso play the you game. You had Barrasso over Fleury? I did. For all the cups Barrasso won? Yeah. Barrasso won a lot of cups. He only won two. He won two. And Fleury won, Fleury won more. All right, okay. Carter Flurry won two, though, right? So they look at the solo in the chat room. What do you say? I'm sorry, I'm looking at somebody mentioned Funky Cole Satina mentioned Ilkis and Asalo on the all time team. <laughs> I miss I love Ilka, don't get me wrong, but come on. I would take Flurry over Barrasso. I would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you factor in interpersonal relations with the team. <laughs> right. How about, okay, so you take Flurry over Barrasso. All right, so. Backup goalie for the Flyers, Pelly Lindbergh or Ron Hextall? Pelly. Oh, Pelly. It's Pelly Lindbergh. I'm Pelly. going with Pelly too, but Pelly, I didn't. No, Hextall, Hextall because he could come off the bench and beat the crap out of it. <laughs> oh, okay. I, instead of the two way player in baseball, pitcher DH, we're talking about goalie and enforcer. Goalie and enforcer, exactly. Right. That's true. That's true. The only way you neutralize that, Anthony, is if you if, if the other team is playing Felix Podvan. I will say this. I've seen them both play, right? Yeah. And the thing about Lindbergh was he was like a more elegant, yeah. perfect sort of position kind of goalie where Hexball was like the really good goalie but like was not in perfect position. And was Curtis Joseph. If you're going to get down to it, Curtis Joseph <laughs> would better, better, would better st- – pro- I think about how goes to Keller was Joseph. Not that much, right? But but a but a much better stick handler. Yeah. He was you get the spectacular saves. The the thing with Ron is that he had a soft he had a brilliant begin to his career. Yeah. Then the injury, and then he was 
for sure. The middle and of the pack. How he did in the 94 playoffs against the Rangers. All right. All right. right. With the Islanders, he gave up, like, I don't know. Oh, the I mean, this is the thing. I think my specialty is Flyers goalies because I'm a goalie and I've been a Flyers fan all my life. And I've paid. Yeah, if you ask me honestly, putting, putting a gun to my head, it's going to be Pelly. Yeah. yeah, like I, I would say Pelle too. And the, I will say this about Lindbergh and Hextoff. They were both streaky. All right. Lindbergh had his moments where he was awful. Like he, and he's my best. I mean, I have a, this is my photo of Pelle Lindbergh back oh, yeah. my, on, yeah. on the wall behind me here. I mean, I, that's how big of a Pelle Lindbergh fan I am. go through that, but he was a better positional goal. My painting of Pelle Lindbergh. Lindbergh knew where to be on the ice. He was good anticipator. Hextall could go off the rails, man. Well, no, he could, but Hextall had moments when he was just dominant as well. They sure. both had dominant moments. Um, Hextall was was very was very innovative for sure, and his ability to handle the puck did change the game a lot. I, mean, I agree with that. I mean, it, 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 between Hextall and then carrying that torch, Marty Berdour, that like changed goalies forever, right? I mean, you're talking about a backup who's almost never going to play anyhow. Yeah, we got Bernie Perrot, right? So, right. yeah, obviously the, the backup's never going to play. I I have Hextall on the team right now. I'm thinking of, I'm going to make a Limburg and Papelli in the next game. Um, they, they, the, the Penguins and Flyers play each other. Oh, here's my next question. Penguins. Um, Rick Tockett as a Penguin or Phil Kessel as a Penguin? Kessel. Kessel? Yeah, it would be Kessel. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean. created so many matchup problems there. Tockett was important for those Penguins teams, but he, he was. really was. He was right. more. There were a lot of offensive. There were a ton of offensive options. He was like, he, he was, was like fourth or fifth. Tockett was mostly third line muscle with the right at that Kessel point was top six score. Whereas with, a with Mario, was a, it was a number three and a number three with a bullet for the most part in this case. So, yeah, yeah, but I, am I wrong to say that ta that Tockett and Tockett played a ton with ton with Mario, didn't he? Not really. I saw he oh, had some, but not a lot. Some. I mean, I thought he did for sure. I'm trying to remember that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, he played really. He played with Recky. He played with Yager at times. I mean, right. yeah, no. I mean, I mean, Tockett with Tock, Like I said, Tockett was mostly he was a protector of the star players. Whereas Kessel, I mean, you have to say he was number three behind Crosby and Malkin. I mean, he right. was he had an ninety-two point season with him. Yeah. I mean, here's my next question for you guys. Ready? Um, Jim, on Flyers defense. My first, my first five were pretty easy because Pronger played over 100 games with the Flyers, so he ends up, he ends up in stuff. Hold on one second. Your mom calling you for dinner, Rick? Like we didn't. Getting called, Pronger. I'm getting yelled. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting yelled at. One second. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> What's going on? Meatloaf. <laughs> you guys all right? All right. Thanks. Okay. Um. Don't you have walkie-talkies in that house? Yeah, I know. I know. It's well, the bunker. The bunker. Working at home as well. Unfortunately, we have our offices about as far away from each other as we can because you know you got to just get space from each other, and it's pretty hilarious. So, um, anyway, so that's this. It's so funny. All right, so, all right. Um, my top, my top five defensemen for the Flyers. Remember my list. My list. They have to play at least hundred games, and it had to be as. You're, you're you're not looking at them as an overall player. You're looking at them as how good they were with the team you're looking at. So like Pronger was maybe better with other teams still, but he has, he had a really good over hundred games with the Flyers too. So you know, um, so my top five were Hal McCrim Hal and McCrimmon, Pronger and Timonen, and Desjardins. I think those five are pretty set. Like what to about, me, what about Moose Dupont? 
No, you were. I mean, I mean, Dupont was good. Jimmy Watson was really good. You got to have one of the Watson brothers. Have to. I thought about the two, but so that so then I come down to this. Watson, I, I think Watson is the best of those other. Like I take I take Jimmy Watson. I think over Joe. Well, it depends what you're looking for. Joe had a little more offense. Jimmy was better defensively. Yeah, or, I think or, of, I think, or, or Ed Van Imp. Or Ed Van, and I take I think I take either of them over Ed Van Imp a little bit. Um, you I gotta have one Watson. You do. You do need a Watson. And then, but then also you've got Provorov. Not it's it's not, not there yet. Not we're not far along yet. No. Nope. Okay. I would not vote for Brad. I would two, vote for Brad, years, Brad Marsh. Two years at this level, we'll, we'll, we we begin that. No, here's the thing. Okay, I've got, guys, don't look at. I know the way we usually look at these kind of things, and so think, we're going to take this. I'm going to stretch reality for a second. The way we usually look at these things is okay. He has, like Provorov hasn't established himself enough. Obviously, to, to be considered one of the greatest Flyers defensemen of all time. Yes, I agree with that. But what? That's not how we're looking at this. We're looking at this like everybody in their prime is healthy to go right now, and you're putting your team on the ice. I think Provorov is is better than the Watsons. I don't but, think but Kimo, hold on, but Kimo is better than Provorov. Right. No, he, he's on the team already. So. Oh, you didn't mention. I didn't think. I didn't hear. Mc, How and McCrimmon are my top pairing. Right. My second pairing is is um, Pronger and Timonen. Oh, okay. And All then right. my third pairing is Desjardins and someone else. You know, people brought up Steve Duchesne. He was, it was pretty good, but not really, not so really. You said Desjardins on the team or not? Yeah. And McCrimmon. So you're looking at that sixth defenseman, which is, you know, it's tricky because like um, the Watsons were good. Both Jimmy and Joe were good. DuPont was really good in his time. You have guys like. Um, well, somebody said Ben Wilson. I don't ben know Wilson was fun because he fought. Brad um, Marsh. Brad Marsh was a stay-at-home defenseman. Um, Bob, Daly, Bob Daly was a good defenseman too. Um, but number four on the all-time Flyers scoring defenseman list is Tom Bladen. I, Tom Blaine, who got ripped in Philly all the time, but was a good defenseman. Like they booed him mercilessly. Number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean he he should have been. I like someone brought up Adam Burke. All right. Um, House obviously House on there obviously. I know. So to me, that was like a tough. It was a tough one to go with like Howard McCrimmon. Um, What's funny is Gostaspier is like sixth all time in points as a defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Provorov is if I, if all these guys are in their prime. And I'm also, you know, it's tough because you have to say in their I have prime, to say Ulf Samuelson because I see him all the time. But go ahead. Well, Ulf Samuelson was one of was on the was on the Penguins. Okay, so oh, Shell, so, Shell Samuelson, Shell. I'm sorry, Shell. Thank Shell. You. I don't put him up there. I mean, I, I like Shell a lot. But. I know. I want you to say it because I see him all the time. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Guy, I don't want to tell him. Did I tell you my <laughs> Shell Samuelson story? I got a really good Shell Samuelson story. <laughs> You're all right, Russ. So. I'm sorry, Mike. Mike's like, oh, great. He's going to tell us Shell Sanders story. Um, all right. No, so I, I was. Tales. <laughs> I went to an open hockey session. Um, uh, Captain EO and I headed to an open hockey session. And uh, the, the um, at that time, the Phantoms were practicing before before the open hockey and, the, and that rink was allowed. Was, so we were, you know, we're getting dressed and the Phantoms were still on the ice practicing. And Samuelson was skating with the Phantoms for some reason. I guess he was maybe coaching or he was a coach of theirs. Um, so we go we go out afterwards and a couple of the fans come back out and Shell Samuelson comes back out and they start playing with us in this Lego open hockey game. It's really funny. So um then they I was the only goalie. So they did that, they did that like half court thing where you have to bring it back to the blue line and come back in. 
yeah. which is totally exhausting. Like as a goalie, it's like you're constantly on, but it's like, you know, and I'm playing and there were a lot of AHL players and just like Eric and I, and a couple other jerks who were there for the, and then real, real serious players. And I was just beat up, exhausted. And I, at one point I was just like, yeah. I just, I just was, I let a goal in. I was just lying. Shell Samuelson's like yells at me, get up goalie, grabs me by the arm, by one arm and just lifts me up. Like I'm a feather. That's Dra- Dra- drapes me over the crossbar. It's like, we're going to keep playing now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez. That was rough. Um, anyway. Shell's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big guy. Very strong guy. Very, very oh, strong. Monkey. So my lines for the Flyers were Lindros, Leclerc, and Recky. And I had a debate about this. They did because Recky that line was never a line, wasn't it? Because Recky and Leclerc weren't there at the same time. Right. It was never a line. Because they were never there together, right? No, because you had um what's or his did, name? Didn't Recky come back for a bit? I was trying to remember that anyway. Maybe he didn't. Recky, but but you still had the Legion of Doom for most of their existence. Right. I didn't I I didn't put on, you know. Ren- Renberg, who would be the only the- problem was when Renberg got the fishing hook in the foot, then yeah. he was out for a while, right? So, Lindros, Leclerc, and Recky. The second one I did was uh, Clark, Clark Leach, and Barber, obviously, the LCB right. line, which is you know, you famous. can't break that up, right? And then I had, Actually, I had the first I had concur until someone brought me brought up to me that uh you know Forsberg had played that many games. So I I I actually texted Dave Poulin and said you're being replaced by Peter Forsberg, and he laughed at that. Actually, I want to tell you to be fair. The LCB line should be the top line because Clark was yeah. a way better faceoff guy than Lindros. Yeah, that's true. I get, I'm good with you on that one. I got you on that. I mean, he did cheat on most of them, but he still was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the and then the Penguins lines were fun because you know I had Lemieux, Yager, and Recky. So Recky played for both teams. Yeah, I mean you have to do it. Yeah, I, he he definitely was. He, I mean, he was the least the all time. He holds the record for points in the season by the by a flyer. Yeah. I mean, you got it. You gotta play him. Um, then the second line was Crosby and Malkin. And who are you gonna play Malkin with all time? Who are you gonna play them with all the all time? Oh, Crosby and Malkin on the same line. I put them together because oh, come because on. because They're my third centers. line was Ron Francis. Like, They're both centers. You can't do it. Can't do it. Ron Fran- no, but if you had if you had Ron Francis on if you had Lemieux, Crosby, and Francis, you got to play all three of those guys. So Ron Francis is your fourth line center. You're the right. best. Ron Francis is the fourth. The you, got, you, got, you also have you also have like Larouche. You know Larouche. Remember him? No, old, old, old no, you, no, no. Larouche could put on the wing. That's the guy you put on the wing. Rick Keogh, who scored 50 goals for no, but I'm playing Crosby and Malkin together because they know each other. Like in this, no, you can't do that though. That's bastardizing the whole thing. Come on, I don't know. It's Crosby and Malkin do play together sometimes. That's like that's like playing that's like playing Sittler with Wolf Paymont instead of Lanny McDonald. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) actually played the wing. Sydney Crosby. Let's tell tell me who you play on that line on that line with. If you if just assuming you have to play somebody else with Crosby and Malkin, who would you put there? All time. You know, you got Joey Mullen, pretty good player. Mm-hmm. He's a right winger. And you've got uh you've got um Blaine, Kevin, Blaine Kevin Stevens. Blaine Stone. You've got Ken's Kevin Stevens, right? Who Yeah, Stevens would be the guy. That's who I put there, yeah. I thought Stevens was the guy there. Yeah, I would put Stevens I would put Stevens with Lemieux and Yager. Instead of and put Recky with Crosby and Malkin. Recky with yeah, Crosby. that's probably better actually. Mike's right. That's true, because Stevens played with Lemieux and Yager. That's true. Right. I should have done that. You're right. I, I will fix that. But, 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 Mal, but Malkin and Crosby cannot be together. I just want to give you a pro tip: when you do the Rangers team, don't put Kevin Stevens on it. I need, I need you, I need your help, Crosby. <laughs> don't put him on the line with Don Murdoch, <laughs> please. That's a whole other joke. Let's not go there. I need your help with the Rangers team, Russ, because uh, okay. I went to them tomorrow, actually. So yeah, but you asked for my help on the Leafs, and you didn't listen to me. That man, that is totally that's BS. Like I used your Leafs team 
exactly as you told me to without, without Matthews. I did not put, I did not Matthews did oh, not okay okay no then if you didn't then that's fine. Matthews did not play in the game even though okay. I got a lot of heat for it. I did play that directly. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to put him back in the game when they play again. Um but I didn't play him in that game. Okay. Okay. Because uh but you know and, and those guys Conacher and all those all right, guys they're the Rangers team. Yeah 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 we'll definitely go through that. Um, well, he hasn't done it yet, Russ. No, because tomorrow I'm gonna tomorrow I'm gonna do the rain tomorrow. Oh, okay. Tonight, tonight, today I did my block today is the all-time Edmonton Oilers versus the all-time Calgary Flames. Um, and tomorrow we'll get into and I'll go through that real fast, you guys, before we get out of here. So tomorrow we'll go through the Islanders and the Rangers, um, and uh, I'm gonna have them play each other tomorrow night. So okay. that. that'll be a fun one. Gilly well. Strache, Bossy. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a good one. So I mean, I already simmed the seventy-two Islanders against the seventy-two Rangers. <laughs> people, listen, you'd be surprised how that game, how that series went. It's on Sportsology if people want to see it. But Mike, you would be surprised how that went. Yeah. If the Rangers didn't win, I, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm sorry, the eighty-four Islanders. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about seventy-two Islanders. Oh, no, 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 I know. I know. Yeah, seventy-two Islanders are pretty bad. No, not the first year. Sorry. So okay. all, all time Oilers really fast because this is not that hard to do. Um, all time Oilers forwards: okay. Gretzky, Messier, Curry, McDavid, Drysital, Glenn Anderson. Drysital. Drysital is unquestionably an all time. Oh, yeah, he is. No, Ryan Smith, Issa Tikkanen, Doug Waite, um, Craig Simpson, Alice Hemsky, and Craig McTavish. Uh, I have a problem with Craig Simpson. I think. Okay. His best years with Pittsburgh. I think Mike Krasinski is Mike okay. Krasinski. Craig's the crusher. I think he was better. Um, trying to think if you've left somebody. I mean, I think if you can look at my blog, it has it on there. If you want to, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can do the rest. I just think Simpson didn't belong behind the mic. Sure. All right, so all-time Oilers defenseman. I, I'm okay. I mean, Simpson, yeah, definitely. I mean, because the Oilers drop off pretty fast for their fourth line. Like, they, they're a pretty big drop off. All-time defenseman for the Oilers. Uh, let's Actually, let's compare the all-time Oilers forwards versus the all-time Calgary Flames forwards, okay? Here's the all-time I'll Calgary Flames first before we get off track. What was that? Let's do the defenseman first before we get okay, off track. Okay, do the defenseman first? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, Um, the all-time defenseman for the Oilers, Coffee Huddy, Kevin Lowe, Jason Smith, Luke Richardson and Clefbaum. I, I don't think we can't put Clefbaum on there. Yeah, Come on, put, and you can't put Clefbaum on there. My God, I'd put, okay, so I'd, gonna, I'd, put, I'd put Chris Pronger on there for the couple seasons. He didn't play eight games for the Oilers. Yeah, but he, they got to a Stanley <laughs> Cup. The only reason they got to a Stanley Cup. Yeah, though. I know, but I'm just, I have to cut it off somewhere. So I'm like, he played eighty games. Uh, I'd put Lee Fogle in ahead of Luke Richardson. Yes, I uh, really, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, Where would you, you put Steve Smith on this list? Smith is his number six defenseman. Yeah. Steve Clef, Clef, Clef Bomb, or Steve Smith replaces Clefbaum. So Jason okay. Smith and Steve Smith. All right. I live with that. That's fine. And you, okay. Um, goalies all time. Pretty easy. Um, Grant Fuhrer, Billy Ranford. How about Moog? Yeah, Andy Moog is better than Ranford, I think. I think so. Yes. You know what's interesting? You know who does the best, really unbelievable numbers for the Oilers, and he played a ton of games for them, and is just is Tommy Salo. Yeah, Salo was an excellent goalie. It's just 
I and thought he, didn't have a lot of luck there, but he had his, his numbers are better than Ramford's or most. but he was, he was not good in crunch time in big game. Yeah, as Team Sweden, that well, people <laughs> went because I, I first put on Fiore and Salo just to get a rise out of because I knew people I mean, remember he, he's a picture of him ducking on a stamp. I mean, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, people, people on Twitter were overwhelmingly like it's gotta be Fiore and Ramford, but I think, yeah, I, I think Moog is better if you look at Andy Moog is better, and, and honestly, I think you know. I mean, I know he did wasn't there for long, but Cujo's years in Edmonton, he was spectacular. No, that's true. He was good. But Mike's a Cujo mark, so don't go by that. Oh, stop. They're going Joseph. They're going Sal. I'm trying to think. People in the chat room, like your ideas. Um, Smith over Richardson. Okay, I'm looking at this. Jason Smith. is Jason is on this already. He's one. Yeah, he's definitely one of the four. Yeah. Um, Peter Kleem is an interesting name. I thought Peter about Kleem him. Peter an interesting one. Um, I don't know. Maybe Peter Kleem over Craig Simpson? What do you think? Yeah, I, I could. Well, I mean, I would look up him and Krasinski. I think Krasinski is better than yeah. Krusilniski. I'll look up Krusilniski. However you pronounce it, whatever. All right. So uh, now the Calgary Flames. Um, this is the the forwards. Are, this is interesting. Aginla, obviously Theo yeah. Fleury, Joe Newendike, Gary Roberts, Doug Gilmore, Alf Nielsen, Hawk and Lube, um, Joe Joey Mullen, Joey Mullen, Joel Otto, Goudreau. Monahan and Lanny McDonald. I don't know if I can put. I mean, how many good seasons is Goudreau and Monahan? Oh, Goudreau's got a, a point a game, Mike. Almost. He's already done. He's already done really well in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even when he's even though he's fallen off a little bit at times, he still doesn't fall off that far. He's still point nine six points per game. I looked him up recently. Monahan's up there too. Like when you look at the leading scorers for the Calgary Flames, the leading point per game guys who played like three hundred games or whatever, Monahan's like right up at the top practically. Yeah. So you got it. I think that's pretty solid. I, I'm sure there's somebody everybody will think of that they say. I, I well, tried. I mean, and I put it out there originally. Who did I have on there? I had somebody else besides. Lane. Oh, I had Dan Dan Quinn, Mike Bullard. There's two. Um, Mike Bullard's better years were in Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Mike Bullard. I didn't even think about him with Pittsburgh, but he was. Both played for the Flyers too, Quinn and Bullard. <laughs> um. But but I think yeah, and I, I kept Landon McDonald off originally, but I had to put him back on. So no, you have. To. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I know. I, I was. It was absolutely a, just an over, oversight by me. Maybe because I because he's also on that. He's on that. Um, the the uh, Toronto team. So actually, Mike, I had to look it up. They can be on. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, just to correct myself, I did seventy-two Islander, seventy-two Rangers, eighty-two Islanders. Okay, move on. Sorry. There's some okay, people yeah. on that. Uh, so somebody's saying, um, let's see who else is in the chat room. We've got um, someone saying Riseboro, Doug Riseboro. Eh. Mm. Doesn't move the needle. Daddy Nylander. I, I, I honestly, the only one I could think of who's a, who was an important part of their team that won the cup was Jim Poplinski. Yeah, 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 that's true. So if you're going to put that all-time forwards of Edmonton versus the all-time forwards of Calgary, you're going to go with Edmonton, right? I mean, they're obviously yeah, it's not even close. Well, Messier, Gretzky, yeah. No, but the interesting thing is, I mean, the bottom six – are probably better. You're not going to win the series on a bottom six. Right. I, and I do think Calgary's defense is better. Yeah. So Calgary's defense, Al McGinnis, Gary Suter, um, Giordano, Jamie McCown, Dion Phaneuf, and Robin Regeer. No Pekka Raticalio? Nope. <laughs> no, but that is a better defense. I agree. I think that's a pretty solid defense. I mean, here's where I wanted to put, um, what's his name on there? Um, whose son is playing now. Jeez. Paul, or even Reinhardt? Yeah. 
he had between Reinhardt and Regeer. He had he had great seasons, but he had too many injuries, so he could he could never sustain it. Yeah, that was his problem. Yeah, yeah. His back his back killed his career. He did, and I th- I think uh, I mean I think it's going to be a f- I think it's going to be a kind of an interesting. I mean, Suter Gary Suter was amazing. You know, no questions asked about that. You know, people were talking in the chat room. He was like Kirk Malpey. That's good. I like some good names written in the chat room. Um, no, you know, then my goalies for the so for defense, I'm with you, Mike. I'm going Calgary. Like I'm going Calgary's defense. I mean, with the exception of Coffee and Huddy, people give people give, don't give Huddy enough credit too. Huddy was a heck of a defenseman. Um, but with, sex, with, with the exception of Coffin and Huddy, I'll take the other Calgary Flames defenseman. Yeah, if you counted Atlanta Flames, you could put Dan Bouchard in there. I could. I am counting Atlanta Flames actually, but I didn't. You think he's ahead of those guys? Any of those guys on that list? No, I mean Vernon won a cup and Kiprusov was great, so I'd probably go with them. But I'm just saying he deserves a medal. yeah. Bouchard's a really interesting. I thought about him too. I mean, to me, Vernon and Kiprusov, um, you know, Trevor Kid, um, <laughs> with good names. There's some great Calgary. Calgary's had a lot of crazy goalies over the years. Um. Trevor Kid wasn't terrible at all, but he was just a, so. Tomorrow we'll be tomorrow we'll get into the Islanders and Rangers all timers, and today I'm going to play tonight. I'm going to play the Calgary Edmonton game. So if you guys want to just stay tuned to my Twitter, I'll tweet it out there when I'm going to play it. Um, and I'm also going to. I've also had some requests to read to, to play like another game with Flyers, Penguins, another game with um, Leafs and Leafs and Canadians. So I might might do that too. Uh, um, one name. Hold on, Nick. Um, okay. I don't. I. I think you have to put time left Tom Lysiak on the team if you're going to include the Atlanta Flames. All right, yeah. that's interesting. Or or Gishwinard. Lysiak's a forward though, right? Yeah, yeah. he's got to be better. He had 431 points. Look at look, look at look at look at Gishwinard's uh, stats. Well, he's not as good as Lysiak. Um, is he? So uh, is he uh, better than Kent Nielsen? No. Okay. Um, better than Gary Roberts? No. no. Uh, so who are we putting him on here for? Like it's we got again Lafleur, New and Dyke, Roberts, probably be Monahan. I mean, Lysiak had four hundred thirty-one points. Yeah, maybe Monahan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Gishwinard had a fifty-goal, hundred and seven-point year in seventy-nine, and he had one, two, three seventy-point years. With yeah, but he was only two hundred ninety-four points. Okay, interesting. Five hundred seventy-five career points. No, but only two ninety-four with. Atlanta. Oh, with Atlanta. Okay. Lysiak was almost a point a game, 431 and 445. With Atlanta, you got to remember, with Atlanta, yeah, that's impressive. That was really impressive. That's a a good point. I got to think about that one. Um, Do you think – so the goalies, who's the better goalies? Who's got the better goalies? Ramford and Fjord, Kiprasov and Vernon. Vernon. I actually – for the tandem, I like Calgary better. So do I. Yeah, I do too. Kiprasov was really good. And Fuhrer is a better one goalie, but I like the tandem of Calgary better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Fuhrer was a better game goalie. Like he, I mean, but so was Vernon though. I mean, people, that's what I wrote. In, I wrote in my blog today that people don't realize how good that Calgary team was because of how good that Edmonton team was. Yeah, like, Vernon gets a short end of the stick. There's no question. But I think we have to remember, even with Fuhrer on the Blues, was it? He was still great. Yeah, he was still great. He was so he fast. Wasn't, he wasn't great in Toronto. He wasn't great in Buffalo. I know, but he was in the early in his career. He wasn't oh, his, quickness was, his quickness for the kind of hockey that was being played in that era was amazing. Like that was the thing that that because wow. because people were skating so 
there was such a there was such an all offensive type of game. He was just and he was Boyer was good as that. The Oilers could win a game six five, and Fury could be the star of the game, which was crazy. Like that, then that was just the reality because he would make two or three saves that were just ridiculous. Except if, except for the miracle in Manchester. Well, sure, um, but I do, me, to, um, I do have to announce a retirement. Can I do right. that? So Jonas Hiller has retired. I guess he was playing. Oh, man. Elsewhere, he's 38 years old. He played 404 games with a 914 career save percentage. Yeah. He was a hell of a goalie. He so really he was a nice guy too. Like, well, the, the funny I thing met him during the All Star, he was at that. Well, he did one All Star game. He, he was on the All Star team. Um, yeah. The funny thing that. is that Jonas Hiller actually retired three years ago, but he never told anybody, and that's why he stopped stopping pucks. <laughs> you stop. He was just playing this past year for. EHC BLBN in Swiss in Switzerland. Wow. El Guapo says he thinks that it was El Guapo. Was it El Guapo who said it? Somebody said it. I think, um, was it? Oh, man, you guys are moving fast. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, El Guapo said that he thinks that uh, Fiore, the Blues would have won the Stanley Cup if um, Grant Fiore had stayed healthy that year. That's possible. That's possible. Here's yes, something about John, John Casey was the goalie, I think. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Here's something about Hiller we might not remember. In 1718, he had the best goals against in the Olympics, 1.14, and the best save percentage in the Olympics at a 9. Oh, he was crazy in that Olympics. Remember that? You forget that. I mean, he was a top goalie. No, he and then he went. He was an all-star goalie for the Ducks. I mean, he was um like the did not like maybe you talked to him, Russ. I'm sure not like oh, a hockey player. Absolutely. Yeah, he wasn't a hockey player. Like when you talked to him, did you no, get that? No, he was a nice, sweet guy, man. He was he, like a geeky guy with glasses who talked to you. Smart. Like he was a smart guy, very smart guy. He did not seem at all like he was an athlete. He felt like he was like working for Microsoft or whatever. He was just he was funny though, but he was really. Oh eight oh nine, he had a nine forty three save percentage in the playoffs for the Ducks. Yeah, well, that's and then he won. They went. That was the year he went to the. That was the All Star game in Atlanta, I think. Right, um, nine forty three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's nuts. I mean, he that's was nuts in the playoffs. He was really good. I mean, that that team. I mean, that Ducks. That duck team was a couple of those Ducks teams were very good. I mean, they the Ducks could have won more than they did. Hiller, we forgot about Hiller. You know, he he was yeah. A, he was we a kind of swell up because Jager came on. Like Jager, Jager came on so you know full you know and just right. like took over. Yeah, he was a tough year before him. Year before him. No, he was the transition goalie. He was the transition guy, yeah. From, but right. after Jaguar and before Anderson and right Jaguar. after Jaguar, right, right. But right. Anderson, Anderson came on, but Anderson and Anderson and Hiller split time for a long time there, right? And then they, they did. there was times when Hiller had post concussion, I think. Right, yeah. that's right. So yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of I mean, it's so we're gonna see more of those, unfortunately, because of the situation. Now there are gonna be a ton of guys that may just decide whenever hockey resumes around the world, that they may be done. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, as or they might decide if you're hanging out with their families for like two solid months that they well, want to. Let me ask you this, because you've seen the guy. As an example, if there were no hockey season, if it ended, is Justin Williams going to come back for another one? I don't think so. Such an interesting case because. I know. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. Will he come back? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, some of these like guys like Joe Thornton won't tell me that I know. I'm sitting there and I'm on the beach and he's like, a, I like see him. Hey, what's going on? He's on the beach because they go to the same beach we are. He's like down the block. I see him. Yeah. I'm, I say hi to him. I'm, he, this this is this summer when he wasn't sure whether he was playing or not or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, I, I'm getting, I get a tweet. I find, I read a tweet that he's decided not to play and he's sitting over there and I go over to him and I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
guys guys like Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza and Williams may not want to end their career on that note. So you have to yeah. factor that in. Yep. I know that's the thing, right? You don't know. Um, all right. So uh, I guess that, that that was that was fun, guys. As always, we really uh, we really enjoy you guys watching. We want to keep doing this to try to help bring some fun to the thing. I'm going to be doing I'm going to be doing the games later on on Twitch and Hockey Buzz as well. You can watch in there. I think that's a lot of fun. And and, and get get into Twitch so you can get in the chat room and talk talk to me. I'm working on a way that I can um, do those games with more than one camera so that I can get like Mike and Russ involved in them, and it'd be fun to watch right. you. Um, but for now, you know, I can only do one camera at this point. But um, We'll we'll figure that out too. I'm still learning learning how to do that, but it's fun. Um, so remember, guys, without the buzz, it is just hockey. Please stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.